Hello everyone and welcome to this MPFT podcast on Black History Month. My name is Jack McKinnell and I'm a senior peer support worker from the East Staffordshire Mental Health Support Team. I will be hosting the podcast today. I am joined by some special guests. Shanette. Hi everyone, I'm Shanette Barnard and I'm a director and training lead at Empower My Voice. Um, I'm also a teacher and a parent. Thank you very much. And Simeon? Hi everyone, I'm Simeon. I'm a teacher at the Knowledge Room DE, um, founder of Knowledge Room DE as well. And we teach a lot on black history and heritage, uh, also a local music artist. Brilliant. Okay, thank you very much Empower My Voice team. Now for a brief introduction before we begin with the questions. So, in the USA, President Gerald Ford officially recognised Black History Month in 1976, calling upon the public to seize the opportunity to honour the too often neglected accomplishments of Black Americans in every area of endeavour throughout our history. The UK dedicated their own month to Black History in 1987. Akiaba Adai Sebo, a Ghanaian activist and journalist, selected October to be the Black History Month in the UK. Akiaba chose this month to reconnect with Black people's roots, as this was traditionally when African chiefs and leaders gathered to settle their differences. In this podcast today, we're going to explore what Black History Month means to members of the Black community, its significance, and to learn about which events take place during Black History Month. So now I'm going to begin with the question. So we'll start with Shanette. What does the term Black History Month mean for you? How do you feel about it? Um, I think this is always a difficult one for me. And I've had quite a few conversations, obviously, this month about it already, just amongst my sort of friendship groups and my colleagues. I think for me, it makes me feel a little bit sad. I appreciate that it's a month of celebration and I recognise why it's done. But I think given that I come from the point of view of part of my job is as a history teacher, the other part of my job is spent trying to educate other people on anti-racism. And also then from a perspective as a parent of, of mixed race children, it makes me feel quite sad that in this day and age, we still have to have a separate month to celebrate black achievements, black accomplishments. For me, I feel like it should be something that is far more integrated into everyday society by now. So I recognise the importance of Black History Month historically, but it does make me feel a little bit sad that we're still having a distinct month. Yeah, so I must say that I agree with that. Like, I feel that um, in a way it is quite sad, isn't it, that um, we have to have a month aside Black History Month when really it should be integrated into our society. Uh, it should be integrated into what we teach our children. Like it should be um, normalised more as such. So I totally agree with that. Simeon, what, what is your take on it? What does Black History Month mean for you and how do you feel about it? What it means for me, and again, I'd have to, I'd have to go along the route that Shanette started on. I can appreciate it and the idea of it, but for me, a month isn't enough. Um, that's a, that's a, a line that I use quite often. A month isn't enough to just dive into um, everything that we are, we're about, we've done, where we've come from. And for me, I don't just use it as a month anyway. I, I won't say every day, but, you know, every month I'm doing some kind of research and history and diving into black heritage and history because I've been fascinated about it from a child. 
and um, I, I teach my kids. I try and teach my family. Anyone who really is interested that there's a lot more to it than a month of quick research and and bigging up a quick hero, maybe Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and Marcus Garvey, the typical heroes that we hear about. And I'm not trying to um, you know belittle them, but there's so much more to learn about. And also, we came from a great history, a great heritage, great past that people really should know. And again, it should be as part of the curriculum as any other subject should be really. Yeah, definitely. That's some really good points again. So already we have a theme emerging that um, we believe that a month is enough and really it should be kind of like integrated more into schools or into our curriculum so that our children can learn more about it and it can be more of a, a constant thing, more of a constant historical subject rather than just a month being dedicated to it, which again, as you've both said, doesn't feel like enough. Based on what you just said, like you, you've kind of already kind of like touched the surface on this question, but yeah. what effect would you say that Black History Month has on the Black community? Yeah, well, it's, it has both. I think I think in in life, um, everything there's pluses and negatives for everything. So, I'll start with the positives. We're highlighted for a month, first of all, and it gives people who may not be interested or aren't really exposed to. Black history, a chance to see what it's about, what our people, our cultures are about. And there's very different types of cultures and uh, different types of people. I mean, some people think that Africa is just one big place and uh, people still live in mud huts when in actual fact there's many countries that make up the continent, different types of cultures, fashion, understandings, beliefs, you know what I mean? Um, and then we've got the Caribbean side as well, which um, a lot of us predominantly from in the Brit in, in Britain because of the Windmush generation. So it gets to highlight a lot of our history, our past, where we've come from and show other people that aren't like me or Chanette that um, people might consider were boring because we like to do these things in our spare time. It gives them a chance to see what it's really about. And then, yeah, you might be able to run with it from there. So That definitely sounds very inspirational that you use your your free time, your, your own free time to to educate people on these um, topics of history that are often neglected by the sounds of it. Shanef, do you have anything to add? What effect do you think that Black History Month has on the Black community? I don't know that I can add much more to what Simeon's just articulated. I mean, he said it straight off the bat, you know, like many other communities and cultures, we're not a monolith. And so there are always going to be people that are completely pro um, Black History Month and take it as that full celebration. And it is an absolutely great way, as Simeon says, to showcase blackness and the variety and the diversity behind it. And yeah, I, I'm here for that. But like Simeon said, I'm, I'm here for that every day. And I also think for us in Britain, a lot of what we do tends to fall back to what's happening in the U.S., and actually, Black Britishness and the diversity and the history behind our Blackness is very different to that in America. Mm. And so, again, I think we should actually be celebrating more Black British history, not just American history and not just those iconic names that perhaps most people have heard of, um, but actually digging deeper into what has gone on in Britain. But again, like Simeon, I think it should be every day, every day of the year, the music, the food, the poetry, the the lit literature, the history, everything. And I think it is a great way for people to 
have their consciousness raised, but then we need to think about what we do beyond the month. So it's not just a box ticking exercise, particularly if we're thinking about in schools and for future generations coming through. Definitely. Yeah. It sounds like Black History Month in itself is a great way to showcase diversity, like you've mentioned, and to showcase the achievements and history of the Black community. But at the same time, yes, it does sound like we need to, to, to think about what we need to do moving forward and think about how we can adapt this further and kind of like not only follow sweet from America, but also think about how British Black history is different and how we can talk about this more in British society as well. I mean, you've already touched on this already, but um, do you believe that it is important that children are educated about Black History Month and what could schools do around this month? Yeah, um, short answer, yes, absolutely. Um, all children from all ethnicities, I think, should be celebrated and should have their cultures recognised. And I do think, coming from the perspective that I work in schools as well, that schools should be doing everything that they can to embrace not just black history and black culture, but, you know, the wealth of identities that make up Britain and Britishness should be recognised. And I think for me, it comes down to what we've already touched on. It shouldn't just be one month or one day out of the year. It should actually be part of curriculum planning, curriculum intent all year round, and it should cross different academic subjects so it shouldn't just be down to history you know there are things that can be done in food tech lessons there are things that can be done in art lessons English lessons music lessons and I think the schools that sort of get that right do that cross-curricular and they try to do it all year round. So just a, a follow-up question for you Shana. Mm. You mentioned kind of like, like yes, that like you would like to see it in the curriculum. But imagine if in your school um, it was an ideal kind of like world and funding didn't matter, rooms didn't matter, mm -hmm. timings didn't matter, and you were able to implement all of these ideas freely into the school. Like, how, how would you envision it? I think it's about representation. So I think it is about sort of each of those. I mean, I'm in secondary school, so it's a little bit different to primary school. But I think each of those subject teachers having a knowledge and an understanding themselves and then being able to impart that to their students. And it doesn't always have to be really, really explicit and a, and a separate lesson, but just actually, you know, who are the scientists that you've got up posters of? you know who are you celebrating what art topics are your students studying and I think if it's if it's part of the culture of the school it feeds down from the top so I think if leadership supports that and encourages their staff to have that collaborative time planning for um, an inclusive truly inclusive curriculum then it becomes part of the everyday practice rather than something that is separate and distinct so it does require some work initially and some time but eventually it becomes sort of second nature that you've got these different voices these different faces represented across the whole curriculum thank you very much for that yeah, that definitely sounds um, like a lot of valuable information that schools could take on board simeon are you of the same mind have you got anything to add yeah no i mean that's hitting the nail on the head really um like she said, and the thing that I teach as well, um, Britain is made up of so many different ethnicities and cultures and kids want to feel represented. And that's one of the biggest things. I remember doing um, one workshop that we did at a Derby school 
And at the end, um, this girl was like, I didn't know there were so many inspirational black people in different areas because we cover, like like Jeanette said, various scientists, uh, mathematicians, inventors, et cetera, et cetera. And she said, I never knew there were so many. And she had the biggest smile in her face. She just said, I feel like I can do anything now. And that's what it's about, making people see people that look like them doing amazing things rather mm -hmm. than, you know, the typical stereotypes that are thrown on us. Another another workshop that I did, and one there's a girl just stood there staring at me, thinking, "What on earth? <laughs> Is this girl okay?" And then um, she just literally opened her arms up and just wrapped, just hugged me, wrapped her arms around me. She just said, "Thank you," and then just walked off. So showing it, that just shows to me that these these things make a big difference. Show the kids people that look like them doing great things, things that they don't normally see, and it, it will it will it will boost them for the future. Mm. Yeah. And I, I also think in schools, you will get a massive response. It's hard to engage. I didn't engage very well at school. I wasn't the worst, but there's kids that really didn't engage at all. And I feel like if they see people like them, subjects that, that are about themselves, where they've come from, they will definitely engage more. I, I definitely agree with you. I think that these, these black kids definitely do deserve a role model, just mm. as kids of other ethnicities do as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I feel like it's often underrepresentation towards the black community in schools in terms of like with posters and because obviously you kind of get posters of like different celebrities in schools working on a mental health team I'll, I'll, I'll see posters of certain celebrities that have say like different mental health conditions mm. they manage to inspire children to be able to kind of like have someone to look up to if they also share that mm. and I think that yeah again like the black community is often underrepresented in that and I feel like it would be nice if, if black children had more celebrities as well to look up to so that they can be like them and, and they can achieve things just like you said and, and they can have that big smile on their face just like that that little girl did exactly. when you told her about all the role models that actually do exist in the black community and did exist and all the wonderful things that have been achieved by the black community in the past as a member of the white community myself like I, I'm actually quite uneducated and which events usually take place during Black History Month so mm -hmm. would you be able to kind of like give me like a, a background and like what what events do usually go on like what kinds of things happen during Black History Month? Well there's various different things that happen because what everyone likes to do they like to um and this is a, a nice touch I'd say again about the month like there's a for example there's a um a poetry club in Derby called Real Talk and um they focus their poetry on this particular month and they had one just a few a few days ago and it invites people to speak and share their poetry on their story or what they're feeling about the subject um the derby museum silk mill is now a, a world heritage site they've done a a project where one of another spoken word artist called show your true colors he's done a piece there and um, he went into depth about what black history is to him, what it means to him, shared a lot of insights about history, heritage. The Derby Quad put on an event again last week, hosted by an artist from Derby, Jimmy Batchelor, and he put together a series of, it was like short films with Derby music artists. I was involved in that one as well. Everyone giving little bits of insight of what it means to them. So more often than not, it's something similar to that. Events that normally happen will switch up and focus it on black history for that month. I think that's the main thing for me. I don't really know of much else because if I'm honest with you, like I said, I and I, I, I guess I was second guessing myself the other day. Maybe I shouldn't be like this. I try to um, not make a 
big song and dance about it because for me, like we've, we've said before, it should be an everyday thing and it is an everyday thing. So I try not to make a big song and dance about it, but maybe I should. Maybe I should do more with my platforms to, you know, enlighten people that don't know about it. So, yeah, I've been, that's one that I need to think on, to be honest. On that note, I do think that it could probably use more media coverage as well. Like, I feel like um, on big, say, like television programs, they should kind of like showcase what's going on as well a lot mm. more than they perhaps do. But judging by what you said, like a lot goes on in terms of theatre and film and mm. literature as well in terms of poetry and whatnot. Mm. On, on radio stations so that sounds really interesting do you have anything to add to to this Jeanette? I mean Simeon's just given a great lowdown and I've just sat there going oh I didn't know that and like we're talking about the same community you know exactly. we're from the same area and this exactly, yeah. I don't even know is going on so I think it's one of those things isn't it like you've said to me and if you've got a network and you know somebody you might find out about the event but actually, if you're not looking for it, do you mm. know that it's on? But I will say, and I will recognise, thinking about the positive, because we can't always just be negative, but I will say, I think I recognise that particularly in the last three years, maybe five years, there has been more. And I think there is more that's made it to sort of mainstream. You know, I'm thinking like the BBC, you see them doing documentaries at this time of year looking at the history, looking at the culture. I think there are there are a wealth of authors now and books that have been published, particularly in the last two years, with black authors and even sometimes black publishing companies. So I think there is a shift that is happening, mm. but I still think I kind of agree with Simeon that you almost have to go looking for it. And I think, again, if we went back to having this as something that was just promoted all of the time, it wouldn't be so difficult to find these things. Um, but there is stuff that goes on and there are art events, there are TV shows, there are music events, there are books, poetry readings, but it does tend to be that you kind of have to go looking for it. Yes, so that appears to be kind of like the, the, the overarching theme. There's plenty of events that take place in terms of like music, like you said, books, poetry, film, theatre, food. Like you said, I do agree that it would be nice if it was like kind of like going on like all the time more often so that people mm. are more aware of it and mm. it gets further ingrained into our society. We've got one more question um, we'll ask Simeon. So do you believe there is anything that could be done by society or by the world that could make Black History Month even more meaningful for you? Well, <laughs> good question. And uh, the answer that I'll give you is, and I don't know how it will be taken, but I just think the world at large just needs to be more honest because the mm. facts are there the history is there and if we're more honest about it, i think people try and shy away from because let's be let's be honest especially in britain and, and america a lot of stuff that's been done to our people is not great and and we, we can all admit that but admitting it and then moving on from it is another thing some people don't want to admit it some people make out like what we're saying isn't true some people just don't want to move on from it and say yeah get over it but um, until you acknowledge something and discuss it in detail, depth, whatever it may be, you can't move on from it. So that's what I'd say. The world at large just needs to be more honest because from, from my findings, we, we, we've been the originators of many things, architecture, mm -hmm. alphabet, drawings, uh, fashion. It, it just goes on language. We, we originated a lot of things and people came in to uh, our um, civilizations and took us to help build theirs 
And now it's like, all right, we're finished with you. We'll forget about you now. And that, that is just so wrong on so many different levels. But um, it's, it's not like trying to put us on a pedestal at all and forget about everybody else. But it's about equal treatment. I feel like certain people try to put their own community or people on a pedestal and step on others. But in my eyes, and I know obviously the world isn't a perfect world, but we should all be on an equal playing field. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think Simeon's hit the nail on the head, to be honest with you. There isn't much more I could add to what he said because, you know, you're saying the world, but actually globally, those of us who are black, Asian, indigenous, of dual heritage, we are the global majority. And actually what we're talking about is perhaps within Britain and, and Europe and America, we're considered minorities, but actually globally, our histories are exactly as Simeon said, they are the foundations for European and Western civilizations. And I think just the recognition of that, the acknowledgement of that begins to go a long way for future generations to recognize. So yeah, I think we make it more meaningful by doing it all of the time and putting in the work to recognize those different histories, those different cultures, all year round and then we get meaningful conversations and meaningful representation period thank you to empower my voice for starring in this podcast if you wish to follow my mental health support team on instagram it is at south staffs mhst and you can also follow empower my voice on instagram at empower my voice does anyone have any final words they'd like to say yeah, I'll just say um, enjoy what's rest, what's left of the, the history month. And remember, it doesn't have to just be a month. You can take it on um, further than that. Any questions, any queries, anything that you want to le know, learn, become more knowledgeable about, don't be afraid to um, message us, drop a message to anyone at Empower My Voice, and we're more than willing to help. Yeah, I was just going to second that. Ask the questions. Nobody is offended. Nobody gets hurt if you're asking questions and you want to learn. It's how we all move forward. So, yeah, ask the questions. Well, you've both been absolutely wonderful. And I've got to say, I've found out so much from this podcast today. I feel very much enlightened and I feel motivated as well. I feel motivated to and to go and to, to look for these documentaries and to look for these events that are taking place and to find out more myself. Yeah, um, we will just end on a quote um, by Ola Joseph, who is Nigerian author and activist, which is, diversity is not about how we differ. Diversity is about embracing one another's uniqueness.